Dave, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I am incredibly stoked for you, man. This is this is a, this is a huge coup. I mean, this is a this is a wonderful opportunity. That's you. You're playing. Uh, you're playing a prolific Mortal Kombat character. Are you not? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant doing your show. Oh, oh, well, yeah, of course, you know, it's a prolific opportunity to do my show. I'm not going to not going to deny you that. But, you know, it's I, I'm talking about your movie. <laughs> OK, oh, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Uh, Scorpion's Revenge. Uh, Mortal Kombat Legends. Actually. Legends. Scorpion's Revenge. You, you know. so, yes, I'm playing Raiden and uh, a couple other peripheral characters in there. Uh, yeah. Raiden, yeah, Raiden's definitely the big one. You can see right here. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. And I actually, I said that and you stood up and everybody missed your shirt. So right, speak so again. again. There we go. Um, got the, like the, get the Raiden shirt on right there. Woohoo! So yeah. I was going to actually, there you go. That is, that is quite impressive. <laughs> One of my things that I'm known for in, in sessions actually is that because we don't have any costuming, uh, mm -hmm. I always, and because I work on so many things that I'm a fan of, or I'm a fan of the genre, or a fan of, you know, something related, uh, I almost always have something, you know, cogent to wear for the session. And it's gotten to the point where if I don't have something, I will get something, assuming I know what it is I'm working on. Because, you know, 50-50, you may not even know what it is. It's under a code name. You don't know until you show up. But if I know what it is going in, I always show up wearing something pertaining to the session and if i show up without one with people that i work with a lot i walk in and they're like wait what's wrong why aren't you why aren't you wearing a shirt i'm like <laughs> i didn't know what it was i'm wearing a shirt just not an appropriate shirt. well it's not an inappropriate shirt it's not like got porn on it or something but <laughs> not, not but, but uh but but question this this brings up a good question for you, Dave. Uh, what uh, what uh, what what big uh, video game projects did you uh, would people most identify you with? Oh man, uh, well let's see. Recently, um, to tie into this, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, I'm playing. I played Gyrus and Sector in that Gyrus brand new character, which was mm -hmm. amazing to get to, you know, to bring that to life because I'm a huge, huge, huge Mortal Kombat fan from, from all the way back to the first game and the movies and, you know, all that stuff. So to, uh, to get to bring a new character into the franchise and a really cool character on top of it. And I also got to play Sector, which I didn't know until I actually went in to do the session. And uh, it was a huge surprise because I got there and they said, okay, you're this and you're also Sector. I'm like, whoa, 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 Sector? as in like Linkway Robo Ninja Red Sector? And he said, yeah. I kind of lost it because I was like, oh my God, that's my favorite character in the entire Mortal Kombat universe. And they laughed and were like, oh, that's awesome. So I was like, okay, so that's really cool. Um, uh, Spider-Man PS4, uh, that was a huge hit. Uh, I play Shocker in that, um, which easily one of the best things I ever worked on, um, you know, top to bottom the cast, the writing, the gameplay, the action, the music, I mean, everything about it, every single person brought their A game to this thing. It was a huge hit and it just, it's, it's staggering how it's really how good video games can be, not just as games, but as storytelling, as art, as all of those things in a, you know, very cinematic way that 
games are now. And, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of that uh, in MK11, too. Obviously, it's more kind of a linear thing, and it's got the tier system with, you know, the way the fighters work. But there is definitely a story there, especially with MK11 um, and the new characters and the fact that you're dealing with, you know, different versions of the characters with time travel and different things. So it's, uh, there's that. Um, let's see. Um, I was Bish in the first Titanfall, the guy that kind of gives you all the, the mission stuff. Um, I've done, and I, I always forget. I'm like, uh, what, have, what have I worked on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, it, you can go to, if you go to IMDb, you can look it up. Dave B. Mitchell. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, IMDb. Dave B. Mitchell, for sure. Because uh, honestly, I just, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not being goofy. I really, I, when I try to think of everything, because fortunately there's a lot of, I've done over a hundred games uh, in my career uh, so far. And so, yeah, you tend to, it's funny how when you're put on the spot, like, oh, uh, yeah. If somebody said, did you work on that? Oh yeah, sure. I was that. And I played this character, that character. Although I also have situations where, because some of the games we do, if you're doing, you know, um, ancillary characters or, or, you know, Thug 3 and Police <laughs> 5 and Soldier 2 and all that, um, which is a lot, there's a lot of that, which is great because, you know, we, we constantly get to work and get paid and get to work on these cool, fun projects with our friends and people we respect. And, you know, it's, so it's really cool. But uh, so many of them are under code names. And particularly if you're going in for a day, and not playing primary characters, unless it's something really obvious where you're going, it's Batman, get him. Then you kind of have some idea what you're working on. Um, but otherwise you may not know. And I've had friends say, hey, I was playing this game the other day. Is that you? And, uh, it could be, I don't know, maybe. And then I'll you know, go listen to it and go, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's me, cool, nice. So. Question for you though. Now, have you, uh, are there any characters uh, that you would really love to play? Uh, to to be to be the voice of in uh, either animation or video games. You know, it's interesting because that question comes up a lot, and I I'm never sure I have a good answer for it because uh, you know there are characters I love, and sometimes those characters do come up uh, for audition. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, Raiden's one of them because you know Raiden obviously has been played by a bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. You know, primarily in recent years, Richard Epcar, of whom I'm a huge fan, and he's a friend, and you know, I love him, and I love his Raiden. Um, so it's always interesting trying to bring something different to a character that somebody's really kind of put their stamp on, and that fans have identified with. Um, but so far, uh, in fact, we're doing a thing on Saturday, which is right tomorrow, as we're taping this. Mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna I'm gonna, we're gonna do a live tweet uh, while watching Mortal Kombat, the new one. And oh. fortunately, it was streaming. It just dropped uh, this week on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, it was streaming for about a week before that, I think. And fortunately, I've gotten a lot of nice feedback from people. A lot of people were not real thrilled when they heard Richard wasn't going to be playing the role in the movie. Which it, I get it because it's one of the hardest things is to take over. Or in this case, it's not even taking over because it's a different property and it's you know just a different approach, um, starting from the beginning again with the storytelling. But it's always interesting to step into a role that someone else has played and has played really well. Uh, so 
I'm not sure that there's anything off the top of my head. That I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to play that character uh, just because so many of those characters that I really love have been done so well by my, my colleagues and my friends mm -hmm. that I think for me, a lot of the, the real excitement, unless it's something like, you know, getting to play Shocker and Spider-Man was huge. That was oh. I'm a, a lifelong comic book fan. Spider-Man was always a favorite. I'm definitely a big Marvel guy. Um, and Shocker is a really, really cool character. Um, and I really felt like when I first went in to work on that and showed me some of the first animations and the story and the gameplay, I was just like, wow, this looks ridiculous. And Shocker, who was always a really powerful character, he's, he's not, maybe not as well known as some of, you know, uh, some of like Doc Ock or somebody like that, who I've also played, by the way. Um, but um, to get to do that and just looking at the way they depicted the shock gauntlets in the game, I was like, oh, that's it. That's how strong Shocker is. And people really responded to that and, and to just everything they did with that. So, you know, in that case, something like that or something like Raiden. Um, and, you know, Shocker, there had been quite a few great people that had played Shocker. Uh, over the years and, and you know different iterations um, I really feel like I just the way that they wrote this the way they created the character what they gave me to do and the, what they allowed me to play with uh, just really really let me go somewhere with the character that was really cool and people really responded to it which was great I was so overwhelmed by the reaction I got from that um, and so far it seems like people are liking Raiden I, I hope they do because I you know, I love the character, I love the franchise, I love the property. Getting to play such an iconic character from Mortal Kombat. I mean, Raiden is one of the central characters of the whole mythos. So so getting to step into those shoes was uh, was really exciting for me. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that, you know, finally people get to see it. And I just, I hope people enjoy it. I hope they like it. I hope they'll, I hope they, you know, are, will go along with, kind of what I brought to it and what the, you know, what the writers created for me to do. Um, but it's kind of a long one answer saying, uh, the thing that's most exciting probably is getting, is really getting to create new characters. Um, you know, bring new things to life or introduce people to something where people get to, to meet a character as you. Um, oh, there, there's a perfect example. Um, Garrus, yeah. Well, actually, Outer Worlds. Uh, Gears is a perfectly is a perfect example, but Outer Worlds in particular—that's another big game. Uh, I'm uh, Vicar Max in that, who's one of the main companions, and uh, a brand new character, brand new property, brand new content, and such a fun character to play. And you know, again, people—I've gotten so much great reaction to that. He's you know, he's a dick. He's he's not. A, <laughs> But it was, he was so much fun to play um, just because the writing, and that's, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, uh, you know, in animation and games, the, just the quality of the writing that's going on in those two worlds, they're giving us so much to work with and so much to play with. And you just, you get these scripts and look at them and go, really, I get to do this? This is, this is what I get to do. And that definitely was the experience with, uh, with Outer Worlds with Vicar Max, like all the way through that would stop and look at uh i had two different friends directing on that uh stop and look after you know like a monologue and say oh my god this writing is so good and mm -hmm. we were just kind of blown away by how good it was
So, and that's well, a lot of great screenwriters. Uh, a lot of great screenwriters are moving into the video game world. And you just... oh, sure, yeah, they're just, just yeah. There's because the opportunity for for cinematic storytelling and for extended storytelling. Because if you're looking at a movie, you know, with a series, mm -hmm. it's, you're looking at a movie, you're looking at 90 minutes, two hours to kind of get everything in, unless it's, you know, part of a franchise or something. Um, but with a game, you conceivably, in a larger game, you've got 40, 50 hours of gameplay. And that's, you know, that a lot of that's based on the choices you make. Whereas we've recorded a lot of, alternatives as far as the dialogue and actions so if you make one choice we're going to go in this direction and you're going to hear this set of dialogue if you make a different choice we're going to go over here and you don't hear this set of dialogue so it, i think as a, i would imagine anyway as a writer that it's got to be great to just be able to flesh these out and really look at every circumstance for a character as opposed to having to be strictly linear as far as getting you know point a to point b to the end you know driving the character arc driving the plot that kind of thing so well that's good a question uh, another quick question for you uh on the mortal Kombat 11 voiceover you did that you did did they transfer that over to the mortal Kombat uh mobile uh game uh, that's a good question i actually don't know um i'm not sure mm. uh, because as an addict myself, I've been playing the Mortal Kombat uh, uh, mobile on my uh, on my phone quite incessantly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so because uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, or I, to be honest, I don't know the mobile games, so I don't. Yeah, because Kotal Khan definitely sounds like Phil. So. <laughs> That's very possible. I, I don't, is Garrus in there at all, or no, not Garrus, but uh, but Sector is, and uh, and a whole bunch of uh, uh, tri triborg characters. When, well, when did that game come out? Because there, I'm I'm not the first one to have played Sector. Sector was, and I'm forgive me for forgetting who it was, but because uh, it was somebody awesome uh, that played Sector in. Mortal Kombat 10, I believe. Yeah. Well, this this kind of coincides with Mortal Kombat 11 because they've all, they've been upgrading. Uh, you know, they add they've been adding characters along as they go. Oh wow. So uh, yeah. yeah that, that's kind of another one of those things where not necessarily in on what they're doing with stuff usually. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't know where your voice is going. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know we 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 had a really good conversation. I, I've got. One final, one final, uh, one final question for you. Uh, you know, the thing, things turn out that you end up where I'm at. Uh, who do you, uh, who, who do you want, who do you want, who do, who do you want uh, presiding over your music therapy? Because they're using music therapy with me and uh, it seems to be helping. Uh, and uh, they, you know, I, they said, you know, you need to go with a good artist. Uh, who, who uh, you know, it, it helps. Who, who, who would you, uh, who would you want incorporated into that? Uh, well, I mean, if you're going with just favorites, it would depend on my mood. I could probably mm -hmm. give you three that kind of cover a pretty good range. Okay. My, my overall, my favorite band of all time, Dream Theater. Uh, seen them live like 30 times. Um, they, they're definitely my go-to, uh, if from the jazz side of things, cause that's, you know, all of my formal training as a musician was actually in jazz and classical, uh, would be Michael Brecker, who's the, to me, the greatest 
saxophonist who ever lived. Sadly, he's been gone, what, I think 11 years now, as of January, he passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but, you know, that he will live on forever. And if you're talking about something kind of mood, uh, you know, floating around kind of stuff, uh, I have always, and it still am to this day, they're a huge influence on me uh, musically, Tangerine Dream. Um, you know, if you, you couldn't have watched a movie in the 80s without Tangerine Dream. Um, mm -hmm moody electronic stuff ever so uh th those kind of cover a pretty good range i think right there <laughs> dave it was awesome as always to talk to you sir and i'm glad you gave me the opportunity to uh to do a uh, to have a to have a mulligan on this whole uh talk show thing i appreciate well, it thorazine you know don't uh, don't bite anyone um try the walls look soft so you're probably okay for bouncing around but you know, don't don't throw yourself too hard against the walls or anything. Well, I'll take your advice. It's good to talk to you, Dave Mitchell. <laughs> you too, Dave. Have a good weekend.